Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share the journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener of One of a Kind You, I am so thankful that you decided to take another listen. If you are a new listener to One of a Kind You, welcome. I am so excited that you took a stop by to check out this podcast to see what it's all about. So the way that this podcast works is that I read a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago, and then I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then. However, today we're going to do things a little bit differently. I came across some old podcast episodes I wrote uh, before I actually started my podcast and decided that I was going to share them anyways, even though they might be a little bit outdated, but still they are definitely applicable and relevant on so many levels. So I actually wrote this um, podcast episode in 2020 at some point. Uh, I'm going to say probably around July of 2020, maybe even early August of 2020. And so uh, this is what I write. The goal of 2020 was to have more fun with my husband, Pete, and my girls, Lily and Casey. I was sitting in a weekend-long workshop back in January, which feels like forever ago now. I started mapping out ways to make this happen, steps I was going to take. Then COVID hit, quarantine hit, and these plans were put on the back burner. My husband and I are now working from home, and we're also trying to homeschool our girls. Isolation, cabin fever, they've set in a bit. My girls seem to be okay. They've played imaginative games, they've crafted, and they seem to just be taking things one day at a time. I, on the other hand, have this feeling of where's the fun? I wanted the big extravagant version because I had it in my mind that would be what was remembered and enjoyed the most. In a follow-up monthly group call, group coach call, my coach called BS on me. She said, Kim, who says? You or the girls? Um, me? And it got me thinking again. I don't have to always have some big, amazing adventure planned. It's the small moments that can be fun, too. And so then I wrote four steps to making that happen. So the first one is take time to find things to do at home. Um, So summertime, which has since passed, but I wrote water balloons have been a ton of fun and free things that we can do at home. Dance parties, scavenger hunts, YouTube tutorials, and board games. Two, check in with yourself internally. Are you connected with yourself and your family? Are you laughing and smiling? And what are your or rules? Three, don't be afraid to schedule it. We schedule our health appointments, skin checks, dental cleanings. So just don't allow life to take over. In fact, set a timer during the day as well. And number four, check in with your family to get their input. Don't make it your sole responsibility. So um, going back, so I did have this this need and this desire in 2020 to have more fun. And that meant taking day trips and 
going places and doing things. And granted, this is a little bit of a challenge because we have two dogs and we crate our dogs when we're not home. So we have to be mindful of how long the dogs are crated for when we're out and about. However, that doesn't mean that I can't ask a family member or a friend to come let the dogs out if we want to go do something that's, you know, maybe an eight-hour adventure instead of a five-hour adventure. The other thing, too, is that I can always kennel my dogs or have someone some come and stay with them for the weekend if we wanted to go do weekend plans. But oftentimes, what ends up happening is that those big adventures don't happen because life gets in the way. My husband has work on the weekends or there's, well, not now because of the pandemic, but prior to the pandemic, there were more birthday parties and social gatherings. And when those things were on the schedule, then, you know, the weekend is only two days. And then it was back to, you know, the usual work week grind for, you know, my husband working at home and the kids being in school. And granted, summer break is a little bit different because we have, you know, I have the flexibility to adjust my schedule so that the girls and I can go do things in the summer. Um, But the challenge is is that my kids aren't vaccinated and my husband is, I'll say, pretty nervous about COVID, more so than I've been. And um, so he's been really, I'll say, hesitant to have us go out and about and do things um, inside, indoor settings. And he's much more comfortable with things being done outside. So, um, and especially in 2020, he was very uncomfortable, very um, hesitant to do really anything in a public place. And so that limited us. Plus two on 2020, so many things were shut down. And, you know, we just couldn't go. And it was just, it was different. You know, we were adjusting to that way of life of being restricted with places not being open, things not being readily available. But that on some level, I'm going to say is a little bit of an excuse or a little bit of a crutch because, because my coach was right. Who said that the fun that we had had to be these big extravagant things? Who said that in order to have fun, we had to leave the house and we had to go someplace? And for me, it's very much about the experience. I want to go places and experience things. I want to go to museums. I want to go to theme parks. I want to go to water parks. I want to go to regular parks. I want to be out in nature. I want to hike. I want to do different things outside of the scope of our own backyard. I want that experience for myself, but I also want it for my kids. But with that being said, considering that it was in the middle of a pandemic, um, there were other ways to, to create that sense of fun. And the reason that this is actually so relevant now is because um, my family and I just moved. So we left our house in Maryland and we just moved to a house in Pennsylvania. And my weekends have been spent unpacking the house. So my girls have gone outside and they've played volleyball together in the backyard. But we haven't actually started exploring our new community. And that's been something that we keep saying that we're going to do. So my older daughter, Lily, loves going to the library. My younger daughter, Casey, not so much. But we keep saying, oh, we're going to go to the local library. And there's a really cute um, Main Street area with lots of great restaurants and shops and boutiques and outdoor dining. And so we've said, you know, we're going to do that. And we haven't done any of those things. And so one weekend, in all fairness, was Halloween. 
and we went up trick-or-treating with my aunt and then um, the weekend before that we moved was our move-in weekend and we had our annual pumpkin carving party so it's not to say that we haven't done anything it's just in my mind the kids have been left to their own devices more than I'd like because I my husband and I have been busy unpacking boxes so that we can have a sense of normalcy in our home and so um, you know I know that if I ask my girls they'll be very honest and transparent with me, especially in my 12 year old. And they'll say that it's fine, that they don't mind, that they understand. And so it's more about me and my story that I'm telling myself about how my family and I spend our time together. So is it 100% true that we don't have fun unless we leave the house and go someplace? Absolutely not. In fact, this morning, my husband and my daughter Lily were being silly in the kitchen trying to say wh words like where and white in like this weird way and it's just something simple and small that was actually fun and we were all laughing and it didn't have to be this big huge moment and so while my four steps are really great um it's true it's like you have to take time to find the things to do at home because leaving the house is a vehicle. Those outdoor adventures, those theme parts, the, they're all vehicles. They're all a way to meet the need or to feel like we're having fun. But but you can have fun at home. You can have fun in your own backyard. And it might take a little bit of extra work and planning and a little bit more of a creative mind, but it can definitely be done. And sometimes those things that happen at home are actually more memorable than the things that you spend gobs of money on to take your kids to. So um, so just keeping that in, in mind, and that's been really important for me, especially now that we're, you know, transitioning to a new house and trying to get everything settled in and we have a tons of board games and they're actually unpacked. So it's like, okay, we need to bust out the board games and have fun that way. And, um, just think creatively about it. And so, and not have to put the stress of, or pressure to feel like you have to leave the house to have fun. And when I say you, I mean me. The pressure, putting the pressure on myself to, to say, oh my gosh, we have to leave the house in order for our day or our time together to be fun is just um, unrealistic and it puts added pressure and stress that doesn't need to be there. And so the other piece too is checking with myself. Um, if I feel connected with myself and my family, that's half the battle. And it can be something so simple as, are we laughing together? Are we smiling together? If the answer is yes, guess what? It can be fun. And so I made a notation of or rules, and I've talked about these before. So this is a perfect example, again, where the or rules are so important and come into place. So or rules are this. Um, in order to have fun, so outdated um the outdated rules for having fun for me were if and rules. So everyone had to laugh and everyone had to smile and no one could complain and we all had to be getting along and and so the list was probably those are the ones that I can just remember off the top of my head and those there was at least five maybe seven eight of those rules and here's the thing following those rules, we were never going to have fun because every single one of those rules had to be 
followed in order for it to be fun. It had to be the first one and the second one and the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one in order for the fun to have to be had. So instead creating or rules is definitely way more serving because it gives you more flexibility and more leeway to say, oh, yep, check, we're having fun. So rule number one, are we laughing? Or rule number two, are we smiling? Or rule number three, are we all getting along? Or rule number four, is someone saying they're having fun? So only one of those things has to happen. And guess that it's fun. It takes so much um, stress off of the situation because only one of those things has to happen. And then guess what? It can be categorized as fun where before I had to have all of these things happen and then it could be fun. But the other thing too is that I needed to change the rules so that they were focused on me because I couldn't control how my husband and my kids were going to react to whatever it was that we were doing. So if I see my kids smiling, that is fun. Or if I hear my kids laughing, that is fun. Or if someone says they're having a great time, or if I say I'm having a great time, then again, it takes more of the responsibility on me because I'm the only one that I have control of. So at the end of the day, I can only control if I'm having fun. We might go on this great adventure and everyone's miserable, but if I'm not miserable and I'm having one of my or rules happen, guess what? I'm going to chalk that up as a win because I'm having fun. I can only present the opportunity to my family. I can't force them to have fun. I can only present it to them and then it's up to them whether they're going to have fun or not. So the or rules again are super important. And then like anything else, don't be afraid to schedule it. And that was one of the strategies that I was going to use back in January of 2020 when I first decided that I wanted to have more fun in 2020 was that we were scheduling it. So I was going to schedule it a month in advance. And what I was going to do is I was going to look online for local events in Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. And then whatever I found, then I would present it to the fam and we would all say, yay or nay. And then if it worked for that weekend and we had nothing going on, boop, it went on the schedule. If it didn't work, okay, on to the next weekend. Okay, nope. So those two weekends, okay, third weekend. And what I had to do was say, okay, if it doesn't work for us to do any of these events out and about, then we can schedule a weekend time home to have fun and pick an, pick an activity and get a list. You know, there are gobs of lists on Pinterest of fun things to do at home, get those and then keep them in a binder so we could just flip through and pick one at random. The other thing too, is that I wanted to do was to create daughter, mommy, daughter time, and then daddy, daughter time. So one weekend, it might be that we don't do any events out and about or anything fun at home. Pete takes Casey on a fun trip. I take Lily. And then the following month we would swap. And then I would take Casey and he would take Lily. And those would count as fun things. And so that way each girl is getting their own individualized time with a parent, but also still having fun. We're having fun and we're having that opportunity to connect with them. So that was what I had intended to do was schedule it. So um, when my girls are vaccinated and my husband and I are vaccinated, uh, my husband will feel more comfortable with them being out and about still wearing masks. Um, then we will try to get this 
daddy-daughter date and mommy-daughter date thing going, along with getting things scheduled for fun. So one of the things that we want to try to do this winter is actually go tubing up in the Poconos because we don't live far from there, and my girls have never been to ski or tube or anything like that. So that's one of the things that we have on the list. We just need Mother Nature to cooperate with the snow. The other thing that I just wanted to check in with is to make it a family affair to plan the fun. I was putting it all on me to make it my sole responsibility to make sure that we were all having fun. And so what that did was it put so much pressure on me to say, oh my gosh, okay, these are the things that we have planned. And chances are, My girls weren't going to go for it because that's often happened where I make a list of things to do. My husband makes a list of things to do and then they don't want to do them. So then we have to say, okay, girls, well, then you step up and you help us come up with some ideas and some suggestions. So when I can take the onus off of me and help spread it, my girls are old enough now where they can start helping to think of ideas that are fun, think of things that they want to do. Think of places that they want to go see and we can make it happen. So it doesn't have to fall just on our shoulders. You know, as moms, we have a lot of responsibilities and we don't need to take this one on too. So definitely check in. And also too, what I perceived for my girls to not be fun actually could be fun. So that's the thing too, is that, you know, we all have our map of the way the world works. And so my map for fun is different than my husband's map of fun. And it's different than Lily's map of fun and different than Casey's map of fun. And so what I don't want to do is put my map on theirs. I want us to create a collective fun family map. And then that way we can all share in the fun experience together. So That's all I have for this episode of One of a Kind You. I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it with a friend. The more the merrier. And also, if you would be super kind, I would really appreciate any reviews that you leave because I take this feedback from the reviews and I use it to make the podcast better to ensure that I am delivering the content for you that you want and that's most helpful for you. So thank you so much again for taking the time to listen. I'm so appreciative that you've chosen one of a kind you and I hope you tune in next week. See you then.